the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. I always have a seminar coming up. Got one coming up. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. I focus heavily on the peninsula because that's where a lot of people live. And that's funny because that plays into that's where a lot of jobs are, which plays into that's where a lot of money is, which plays into that's where a lot of traffic is, which plays into that's why real estate keeps going up because people don't like traffic. So some of this does blend together. Monday was like the good old days. Do you ever watch for trends in the market? Things that go up, things that go down? I do. Um, one of the things I always tell people is, you know, the first Friday of every month is super important because it sets up the jobs market. And the jobs market sets up a lot of everything else, whether it be wage inflation, whether it be consumer consumption, whether it be housing, autos. There's a lot to be said in the jobs report. So one of the things that I, I kind of want to throw out right now is some of the basic ideas of you know financial planning, earning money, saving money, investing money. Uh, there's lots of different ways to play this game. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, how are you? Great, how are you? Great. You sound happy. <laughs> I am happy. So the National Tooth Fairy payout, what's, what do you think the National Tooth Fairy payout is on a tooth right now? Oh, boy, I don't know. In 13 years from having, well, I guess 10 years from having done that, I don't know, 5 bucks, 10 bucks. $4.13. Not a lot of inflation going on there, if you know what I'm saying. I don't know. I remember getting, like, quarters for my, my tooths. Yeah, I kind of messed up. The first time it happened, I forgot because I don't use cash anymore. So I put a 20 under my kid's pillow. <laughs> Not knowing that, like, that's going to be expected for, for forevermore. We could have put a Bitcoin certificate or a fake oh. Bitcoin replication. So what's, what's your take on Bitcoin now? Because now that some, some of the luster has been taken off, uh, I'm seeing it's really a millennial thing. I'm getting a lot of young people asking about Bitcoin. I'm seeing a lot of young people talking about Bitcoin. I'm overhearing conversations. Well, the thing that frustrates me the most is the oh, the whole bank industry is going to be, you know, destroyed by Bitcoin. And oh, okay, you're going to go get a 30 year mortgage from a Bitcoin. Um, so, I mean, it's a store of value until people agree that it's not anymore. And at some point, if it ever gets anywhere near back to the twenty thousand that it got to, um, it really depends on currency. You know, people wind out of their existing currency into other cryptocurrencies. To for it to continue to go up, otherwise it just becomes a store of value or another currency. 
Um, I mean, I don't think they're ever going away. I think the blockchain's definitely never going away. So I, I kind of look at it as Vegas money. But I think, Rob, the thing that annoys me the most is the pump and dump strategies that are going on. Even if when Facebook blocked the ads, you still see tons of people trying to pump up new ones and get other people to get into it, and then they sell. I mean, it's just that age-old deal on Wall Street that used to occur with penny stocks. Yeah, it is kind of funny because what goes around keeps going around. So we have a big retirement income strategy session coming up Thursday, the 8th. That's right around the corner. It's going to be a good event, Crown Plaza, um, Redwood Shores, technically, but San Mateo, right off 92. Super easy to find, super easy to get to, especially if you work at Visa. It's right there. Um, How has planning income in retirement changed with the recent tax cuts? We have to get even a little bit more surgical on the tax side now because it's been a big tax cut. And a lot of people, as we've talked about on the show already, that assumed, oh, my gosh, it's just horrible for me in the state of California because now I don't get to deduct more than $10,000 of my state and local taxes off my federal return. Um, But most, a lot of people that can afford to retire in the Bay Area were paying AMT anyway, so they're already losing that deduction, and the AMT credit's gone way up. So there's kind of some pushes and pulls on, on taxes, but the biggest issue is that standard deduction went up, and the 15% bracket became the 12% bracket. So all the brackets were reduced. And when I look at this, and I look at a tax cut that we received rather than a tax simplification, and the fact that you know we're not growing at 4 or 5% right now in the economy, I would say enjoy these tax cuts while you can, because I think that they would be higher in 10, 15 years from now. So that means, especially from the date of retirement to age 69, like we've talked about before, really focus on how much can you get out of your IRAs to live off of them at 12% or convert them into Roth IRAs at your existing bracket. So have a tighter relationship with your planner and your CPA to help figure that out. You might have, I don't know, $20,000, $30,000 left at your existing bracket, before the end of the year, so you convert that amount into a Roth IRA, and all of a sudden you go from a taxable account in an IRA that forces you to pull money out at 70 and a half, and by the time you're 80, it's a bunch of money that you're having to pay taxes on, and you convert all that money into a tax-free account that you never pay taxes on, your kids will never pay taxes on it, so that's really important going forward, as well as younger people um, foregoing the immediate tax gratification of the, the pre-tax 401k and look really closely at whether or not it makes sense for you to do a Roth 401k because most companies offer a Roth 401k now. That's excellent. I like the idea of Roths. Um, I like the idea of options, and uh, we're getting more and more of them. Moving right along, though, has the 2017 tax cut changed the way we save for retirement? I think the biggest one will be self-employed people. And the reason why is because we have all these complicated um, new deductions and all of these miscellaneous itemized deductions, gone. But business owners have potentially a 20% of net income deduction on the return. It depends on what type of business that they're in. And it depends on what their current taxable income is. So self-employed people that are really trying to save money for retirement and reduce their taxes, if they have other assets to live off of, they can combine 401ks and defined benefit plans and defer a ton, like well over $100,000 of their current income from their work into a pre-tax account to get their taxable income low enough to get these new deductions. 
but they might say, well, I can't afford to put that much away. I'm living off of it. Okay, well, if you have other assets you can live off of, other investments outside of retirement accounts in the meantime, that might work. So there's going to be, again, a lot of <laughs> a lot of real detailed tax planning for people, especially self-employed and people that own real estate. Sounds good. Again, as we wrap up, uh, we have a big event coming up March 8, 630 to 8.30, CFP Chad Burton, Income and Retirement, Wealth Preservation, Retirement Strategies, Current Market Outlook, and much, much more. Um, we are almost out of time, but that's coming up. People can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com and use the code RADIO25. We've finally seen a jump in rates. Has this helped retirees yet with savings? Well, bonds are more attractive than they were a year ago, that's for sure. The rates are a little bit higher, and you've seen a jump in rates big time. You've also seen a little bit of increase in inflation, so it's been offset. I would just say make sure you get rid of you know any debt that's increasing with rates um, based on prime and things like that, especially as you go into retirement. Adjustable rate mortgages. Keep an eyeball on them. CFP Chad Burton, you can catch him here 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, as well as Fridays. He's got scheduled Thursday and Friday this week. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. The event's coming up March 8th. You can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com and use the code RADIO25. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Money, investing, and more? Lots to talk about, right? You would think so. It's been a nice push on the stock market recently. We've recovered more than half of our big losses. Um, technically, how do we feel? I, I've never seen a correction last one week. Um, I think we're in, so I would doubt this will be the first time I see it. I've seen a lot. I've seen the 10-year treasury become the story of the year. And that's going to have some ramifications on how much you pay for cars. It's going to have ramifications for how much you get in savings in the bank. It's going to have some ramifications for things along those lines, how much corporate borrowing costs are moving higher. Um, So I see a lot going on. Right now we're seeing Fed Chairman Jerome Powell testifying to Congress. He's given his first semi-annual monetary policy report. And you can turn on CNBC or you can turn on Fox Money, Fox Business, and watch it live if you really, really, really want to get bored. It's pretty dull stuff. But for people who have to do this for a living, it's gold. It's gold, Jerry. Gold. Um, it's kind of important to pay attention to, in my opinion. So Mr. Powell is a veteran of Fed communication. He's seen, you know, how a slip of a tongue could, you know, impact things. Interest rates are certainly the focal point, like I said, of the year. Of Do we go to 3%, you know, 3.05, 3.21? Those are all big numbers, technically speaking. Um, the recovery has been pretty hot and heavy. After a pretty panicked fall. So, again, I've never seen one last a week. But, again, I guess I should say never say never, right? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Morgan Stanley, one of their analysts, a guy named Andrew Sheets, 
He said yesterday that chief cross-asset strategist Andrew Sheet said the most recent correction was an appetizer, not the main course. So he basically said when stocks fell to about 10%, things will get trickier after the first quarter. Past March markets will need to digest rising core inflation, declining PMIs, economic surprises, and maybe earnings revisions. So on the one hand. On the other hand, we have the tax cuts and the buybacks and the dividend increases. And on the other hand, it's one of the problems like with Wall Street is I've never met a one-handed economist. Um, it would be nice if we did. It'd make my job a heck of a lot easier. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about Comcast moves in to hijack the Fox Sky deal with a $31 billion bid. Um, mergers and acquisitions, love and marriage. Love and marriage. One company tries to buy one, and the other media company says, but wait, wait, that'll leave me with a less impressive dowry in the future. That's true. Macy's shares are rising after same-store sales beat expectations. The House is voting on bills limiting websites' immunity and sex trafficking cases. You know, there's some things that I, I just absolutely, absolutely don't understand. Um, and I'm just ignorant. It's like I've got my head in a sand. Sex trafficking, sex trafficking is not, it doesn't like overlap my investment world ever that I can see. <clears throat> so I'm just throwing that out there. Kind of happy about that on some levels. Uh, one of the things I dislike a lot about my job in television is how many people like kill their children or news stories. Uh, it gets kind of discouraging pretty fast. Consumer confidence surged to a 17-year high in the month of February. Confidence is pretty interesting. If you feel confident, you're more likely to say, you know what, I'm going to go get a new Xbox game. U.S. consumer confidence was forecast to rise in February. The measure bounced back in January after falling in December. Um, if you have confidence, you may go, I may go on vacation to Hawaii instead of to San Diego. You may like extend it a little bit. You may go, honey, I feel good. Um, let's go get massages. And the massages get everyone kind of you know, geared up. And next thing you know, there's another baby. Now that's where we get into the problem. I know. I know. I'm not saying babies are problems. I'm saying babies are expensive. Um, the cost of raising a child today is $233,610, excluding the cost of college, which is another $40,000 per year. So to have a baby today, it's basically a $400,000 decision, and if it could be a lot more, depending on what areas you live in. Women are delaying motherhood, which is kind of interesting because it's you have typically a better financial foothold than in earlier decades. Um... But you also, when we're delaying, we put ourselves in a situation where we may need to do in vitro. And in vitro is not cheap. It's $15,000 for a round. It can be multiple rounds. So adoption in the United States can range from 15000 to 40000 Overseas, as much as 50000 A lot of um, employers have benefits for fertility as well as benefits for adoption. So you should always look into that. Um, the only reason you should be making babies willy-nilly is if you have $100 million, $550 million in your bank account um, because saving for kids' college is expensive. College costs are rising just as fast as housing, right? At least we feel that way. Um, so think about that and children and things along those lines. And if you go to private school, it's going to be so much more expensive. 
But I'm not saying no. I'm just telling you, it's a financial decision. And a lot of people get mad at me when I say that. But I'll stand by my right to say that, at least until you write a letter and complain. That's right, Jack. <clears throat> Which someone probably is already typing as we speak. Um, <clears throat> let's see, what else is out there? Um... <clears throat> Ford is teamed with Domino's, Postmates, in Miami to test deliver autonomous vehicles. Now, I'm not 100% sure we need driverless pizza. I know, I know you're saying, Rob, I need driverless pizza. And I know it's a cost of business, and I understand that Domino's would like to, you know, get the human element out and potentially have safer vehicles and things like that. But doesn't it feel like we're solving some problems that don't need to be solved quite so fast? Like, maybe we could focus on that cancer thing first. <clears throat> I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. It's my favorite segment of the week. It's the segment when I get to talk to Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com. Briefing.com, a great source of non-biased domestic and international market information, news, insights, and just a lot of good stuff there on Financially Speaking. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Yeah, Rob, I'm doing well. It's nice to speak to you again. Yeah, yeah. I had ski week last week. Do you you all have ski weeks out in Chicago? Uh, well, not out of Chicago. You got to go up to Wisconsin <laughs> if you want to get that okay. done. But uh, um, uh, but haven't taken many of those recently myself. Our our school system is so broke here. They they give the kids a week off for school and they call it ski week. And it's just another way of saying we don't want to pay the teachers that week and babysit your kids. So anyway, right. I'm digressing. <laughs> Stock market. What do you think about this recovery? We've recovered more than 50% of the big dramatic pullback in February. Too soon, too fast, or just about right? Yeah, you know, that's a, it is a hard question to answer. Um, it's consistent, I think, with, you know, obviously with what we've seen uh, over the years where the market has shown a propensity to, to bounce back quickly from, from any type of sell-off, uh, let alone a, a 10%-plus correction. And you know, and I think what has transpired here is that you've had a uh, quite a tailwind from you know corporations coming back into the market and repurchasing their shares uh, after being blacked out from doing that during the earnings reporting period. Um, you know, you've also had a little bit of a tempering of the move in long-term rates, uh, and so uh, it kind of has gotten people reoriented around the idea that yes, rates are up, but all things considered, they're still very low, historically speaking. And then you juxtapose that with extremely strong earnings growth. And you have a market that's willing to uh, take a step back and and recognize that that sell-off we saw was a volatility event uh, and largely technically driven, too. So, uh, So now, with a ability to refocus on a pretty encouraging fundamental picture, You've seen the market take advantage of that and buyers be opportunistic and buying into that dip, and therefore you've got a, a nice move back up here. Um, now, having said all that, I do think that the market has been made aware that we're nearing or we're at some really important inflection points that will make the road ahead uh, more challenging uh, and which are making it known 
that the easy money, so to speak, has definitely been made in this, you know, re, uh, recovery rally. And I'm not speaking just of what we've seen over the last few weeks. I'm talking about what we've seen over the last, you know, eight years, basically. So, um, so the road ahead will be a little bit more more challenging as it relates to multiple expansion as interest rates move up, uh, and uh, and then the returns you're likely to see on uh, on stock prices. I once had an economist on the air tell me that he thinks the Federal Reserve has caused every major recession in modern times. Um, I'm not asking you for the same perspective, but what are your thoughts about how much we're paying attention to the Federal Reserve this year and the 10-year Treasury? And are we micromanaging? Are we are we right to be worried? Are we doing the appropriate due diligence? What are your thoughts on the Federal Reserve and how we should be playing it? Yeah, well, that is one of the and probably the uh, key inflection points in the market. Um, you know, we've gotten accustomed to seeing interest rates remaining low for so long, and we've gotten accustomed to seeing the Fed uh, basically provide a security blanket for the market for some time now. And and this Federal Reserve is sounding more and more confident about its desire to uh, raise interest rates, albeit gradually. Um, but the, the message to the market right now is that, um, you know, the path of least resistance at this juncture certainly appears to be the upside with respect to what the Fed's going to do with interest rate policy. And uh, and that's that's an important component because you also have uh, the market staring at um, rising inflation expectations, uh, and you've had such a long period of low and stable inflation that there are concerns that the fiscal stimulus plan and the tight labor markets are going to lead to a pickup in inflation um, you know, relatively soon here. And so if that's the case, you get these concerns about the Fed potentially being behind the curve, and if the Fed is ultimately found to be behind the curve, then maybe it needs to get more aggressive with its monetary policy, and then that creates all sorts of problems, usually for the market and the economy. So, uh, so it's definitely you know a, a key point of interest here, and uh, there isn't much that's going to happen in 2018 that isn't going to revolve around the Federal Reserve itself or concerns, at least, related to what the Federal Reserve might do. It's fascinating that you say that, because uh, I remember just like two years ago, I was so comfortable with super low interest rates. I started saying, it's the new norm. And now it's like it's getting back to historical averages. And it's we do change our, our, we do change our mind, or we do evolve with the times. Um, I think I'm saying the right things there. I'm not 100% positive. Um, big boys well, like it, Apple and JP. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, you know, when things have been one way for a really long time, you know, it's easy for complacency to set in. And when uh, when things change abruptly, uh, that's when you get these volatility events, and and that's really what we're driving at is is that you know the market has grown accustomed to seeing uh, so many important influences be one way for such an extended period of time, i.e., low volatility, low interest rates, a Federal Reserve that is you know, certainly very supportive of asset you know, inflation. Uh, and those things seem to be at a point now where they're, they're likely to change and not be as, uh, um, as agreeable or uh, as, as the market has seen over the last several years. And therefore, that's why, you know, I alluded to the top of the interview that you're going to see uh, it more challenging to achieve multiple expansion in that type of environment as we deal with the change and it's and again it's important to note that you know interest rates again they're not high on a nominal or real basis in a historic sense 
But the fact is, is that the directionally, the, you can see the change happening. And the question will be how quickly that adjustment takes place. And that's going to be the, uh, you know, the trigger for volatility, but something that happens, you know, quite, quite rapidly. Uh, but if it trends higher in a manageable fashion, you know, stock prices and the stock market can, can handle that a little bit better here because you have such strong underlying earnings growth going on right now. It's good times. It's good times right now. But I worry about the future because right now they're saying the tax cuts are good for the market. And I know that most of the tax cuts don't last forever. So down the road, when they go back to their place, maybe they'll be bad for the market. But maybe that'll never happen. Maybe we'll keep them low. Like it's You can speculate yourself into to craziness in this current market. But let's talk about some of the big boys. Um, we've got leadership from tech, financial, and consumer discretionary. Apple, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Amazon. Um, the big boys are really, they've been a good, safe bet. Someone, there's an article today in the paper about uh, Netflix is up 45%. Just buy it. And you're like, whoa, that's kind of scary. But so far, that's been advice that's worked, right? Well, there's no question uh, that it, it seems to have worked for anyone embracing that that approach. Um, and that, you know, that's really going to boil down to what, you know, an individual investor's risk tolerances are, what their investment discipline is. You know, are they geared more toward value-oriented stocks or growth-oriented stocks? You know, clearly if, it's, if they're geared toward value-oriented stocks, then they're going to let that boat, you know, pass them by. Um, but obviously, for any growth-oriented investor who has continued to um, ride out, you know, Amazon and Netflix and, and companies of the same um, like, you know, have done extremely well here, you know, through the years. And, you know, I suppose the stock is really as worth as much as what the next person is willing to pay for it. But at some point, um, you, you know, you, you do you hit a point where uh, people aren't as willing to pay up as they, they once were. And when you have a really crowded ownership position, uh, that's when you see things, you know, get disruptive here. Um, and, and you can see uh, material losses in a short amount of time that catch everyone by surprise, which is really what we saw a few weeks ago when you had a collective de-risking in the equity market uh, in some very you know crowded trades, particularly that short volatility trade. Anything else that you're working on right now, Mr. O'Hare, that you think we should be informed of? Well, you know, Fed Chairman Powell is, spe- is out, you know, speaking as we speak right now uh, to the House Financial Services Committee, giving a semi-annual monetary policy report. Um, so I'm, you know, keeping tabs on that, and most likely will be, you know, the topic of this week's big picture. Just simply doing a review of of what he says, uh, primarily because it's important since this is his first presentation as Fed chairman uh, for the market to be aware of. And obviously, what we talked about, the Fed's going to be a focal point all year long. And, you know, we might as well uh, start focusing on things today, certainly, given that this is his first go-around in front of Congress. Uh, and he'll be the one we'll be hearing from for uh, for several years now. <laughs> it's good to know. It's good to know. Anything on your big picture column that you're working for this week? Well, that will probably be most of uh, what what the big picture column will be oriented around is Fed policy and what we heard this week from yeah. Mr. Powell. Yeah, it's kind of the year of Fed policy, isn't it? It's kind of the year of let's, what, how does the market react when the 10-year hits three? 
Yeah, not That's just what I'm policy, saying. but central bank policy, right? So we also have to take account what the ECB and the Bank of Japan are also going to be up to this year. And so that's a really important dynamic as well, uh, running alongside what the, what the Federal Reserve is going to be doing. They sound great. Your information is solid. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. Uh, he writes page one. I start my morning every day with it. He covers... In a well-written, entertaining fashion, he covers everything you need to be aware of in this market setup. Uh, it's good stuff. You can find out more at briefing.com. It's briefing.com. Take a break here. I'll be right back. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Today is the day to end all days. It's February 27th. Look at your calendars. It's National Pancake Day. <laughs> the International House of Pancakes, 13th Annual National Pancake Day. From 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., participating restaurants are giving away free short stacks of buttermilk pancakes. Select locations have extended hours all the way to 10 p.m. The dine-in only deal is limited to one short stack per person while supplies last. Short stack usually costs $5.79. That's a pretty good amount of carbs. Get um, in my belly! And if you go and eat, they're going to donate money to the Children's Miracle Network. Hospitals of Leukemia Lymphoma uh, Society. So if pancakes are your thing, IHOP's your, your, your play today. So, you know, that obviously plays right back into why companies like Apple are saying that we want to have clinics inside our offices to, to help our employees because they just ate a stack of pancakes with a goop on top. So sugary goop, that is. So why would someone like Apple want to invest in health? Health problems result in 69 million workers reporting missed days each year, reducing economic output by $260 billion per year. That could be a large part of it. Could also be... You know, employees want it. A couple of years ago, I was speaking at Visa, and the millennials, all they wanted was they heard that Google gave away sushi at lunch, and they wanted that. Um, even though Visa had some pretty nice perks, and they were, you know, uh, giving their employees tied towards their 401ks. But uh, I'll take sushi, please. So the White House cut a big deal with Boeing for. billion for two new Air Force Ones. $3.9 billion for two new planes. Um, Wow. We had to make the move, and we decided to make the move. I'll I'll say that one one more time. Um, $3.9 billion for two new Air Force Ones. I'm starting to think the president shouldn't travel. I think he should just stay in his office all day long and work. Trump has reached an informal deal with Boeing on a fixed-price contract for the new Air Force One program. The White House is out there saying, thanks to the president's negotiations, he's saving taxpayers $1.4 billion. But I'm stuck on that two planes, $3.9 billion number. I know what's good and bad. <clears throat> Do you remember way back in December 6, 2016, when Trump t- texted Boeing's building a brand new 747 Air Force One for future presidents, but costs are out of control? More than $4 billion cancel order. And he's getting two. Well, I'll just be quiet. <laughs> so I want to sound like a like I'm nagging. Nag, 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 nag. 
That's all I You are do. fake news. Fake news. Uh, fake news. It's kind of cool to be called fake news. I'm not sure if you're with me or against me on that one. But it feels kind of good. Um, other stories out there. Microsoft is planning to build quantum computers. The theory of which contemplates particles exist in more than one state at once. Um, so that's out there. Uh, if Microsoft can pull off quantum computing, it could be the promise of, you know, um, Satya Nadelli, the CEO of the company, who four years ago said that could happen. So telling you that, you know, there is still innovation out there. AT&T's in the news today. Um, you know, they have a proposed acquisition Time Warner, and it remains on hold. And because that kind of this, both stocks are kind of going nowhere, um, worthy of note. The Amazon president, chairman, and chief executive, Jeff Bezos, received an ultimate accolade when Warren Buffett took his hat off to him yesterday or over the weekend, talking about um, the amazing managerial talent of Jeff Bezos. So he himself, Warren Buffett, said he blew it by not investing in Amazon. And uh, that's out there. So some of the stock talk stories out there. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So Starbucks is doing everything they can to get the lunchtime eater in and the dinnertime drinker in. So those are the big things that they need to kind of, they need to stop being just a morning company. So pay attention to what brands they're, they're pushing and what sort of products they're pushing. Uh, I think you can figure out a lot just by watching what they're trying to do. You can figure out a lot of what's going on in retail because they have top management um, Amazon, always in the news. Will they be the first company to hit $1 trillion, or will it be Apple, or will it be Google? It's going to be one of them, right? Fitbit crashes 12%. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please be careful on the Rokus and the Fitbits, the people who are competing with the established players of streaming. Shares of wearables Pioneer Fitbit are down 12% today. Um, smartwatches are taken over from the fitness tracker. So the pure fitness tracker feels to me like the PDA, the personal digital assistant, you know, the back in the days of the Palm Pilot, not public display of affection. Um, but Apple's watch is taking a chunk of sales away from Fitbit, chunks and chunks. I would not hope for a turnaround or a dead cat bounce. I would be it's that's one that I just don't want to play. Again, if if you're if you're messing with King Kong, he will punch you in the face at some point in time. Whether that King Kong be Amazon or that King Kong be Apple. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. I always have seminars coming up. You can go to robblackshow.com. Look for the seminars coming up and use the code radio25 to get in for free. This is Stock Talk on Robblack. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.